Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to my podcast. It is Truth with Chidozie. Um, I know we all we are all at home. The coronavirus has made us stay at home, and uh, this is not our usual life, but it's going to be good. Um, I just want everyone to be strong and uh, uh, don't trip. Everything is going to be fine. Everything is going to be great. It's just a phase. Let's not panic. Let's not hear each other, just spread love and look after one another. On today's episode, um, I have my cousin. His name is Emmanuel Wanito. He's 17 years. And, you know, he's going through what young people do go through. He's 17, trying to figure out his life, trying to understand why he's feeling tired, he's feeling depressed, he's feeling uh, all alone in some type of way. Um, I have another special guest. His name is Tommy. He's, um, he works with Amazon. He's a partner with Amazon. Actually, he pays my salary. So I'm going to be careful not to say something stupid if I'm not getting paid. It's just a joke, though. Anyway, uh, Emmanuel, can you tell us about yourself? My name is Emmanuel Neto. I'm 17 years old. I go to Martin Luther King's in early college. I play football. I run track, basketball. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much for that. Tommy, can you tell us about yourself? Uh, <laughs> yeah, my name is Tommy Sin. Um, I'm just a regular guy. <laughs> That's a good one. He said he's a regular guy. We are regular. <laughs> it's good to be regular, you know? And uh, yeah, today's a special day. You know, sunny outside, beautiful. Actually recording my third episode on this platform. And um, I hope to reach out to as many young people that are out there who going through the same thing my brother's going through, you know. And uh, we are not the master of knowledge, but we just feel by sharing and talking to one another, we can help elevate um, uh, my co- my brother's spirit. You know, he's young, he's 17, he's 17, he doesn't have to worry about anything. But, you know, it's something we, we want to share. And if it affects you out there listening, just take this as a, as a guide or something in any way, you know. And uh, hopefully to help you. So let's go to Emmanuel. So you say, uh, what is your, what is the problem actually? Why are you not content or every time you want to run away from the house, you don't want to be at home. You always, you know, you just want you're just on your own. You know, the only place I see you find comfort at least is school. And once school is over, it's just as if, you know, you want to run away from the house. Your whole body's itching you. Everybody's getting you upset. Why is that? Why? Why? Why are you feeling that urge? Oh, I'm tired. I just want to get off this house. And you know, you think too much, other kind of stuff. So let us know. Well, first of all, when when you're at home, and this is for all the kids out there, your parents aren't your guardians mm-hmm. when you're at school. Right. And when you're at school, you've been to school since, what, elementary, kindergarten, Mm -hmm. and your parents are dropping you off to school, and you're meeting a whole different variety of people. Right. And you're there for, like, 10 hours. Okay. You don't get home till about the middle of the day. So around that time, your parents aren't your parents. Okay. The people in the school Mm -hmm. or the the guardians or, you know, the teachers are your parents for the school because they're the ones that are teaching you. True. So when you go home and you're meeting different people and you're meeting your friends and, you know what I'm saying, you're making friends, Mm -hmm. you're getting into activities. Right. And all of that shuts down, Mm -hmm. you're stuck because it's like now you have to actually figure out what do I like to do other than the stuff I've been doing. Okay. So it's a whole change of a lifestyle and a whole change of a purpose. Okay. So personally for me, I'm an active person. Mm-hmm. I like to work out. I like to run. I like to play sports. Right. Now, when you're at home mm-hmm. and you don't have nothing to do and you're trying to find something to do, and this is the key, this is the key to the mind. Mm-hmm. The mind is powerful, but the mind can also be weakening. Right. Because when you're at home and you're thinking about all this stuff, what do you think about when you're home? What do you think about? You think if you're going to be successful or if you're going to be a failure. Well, like I said, you're 17. You shouldn't like worry about that at this time because you're just young. I feel all you got to do is go to school, get good grades for now, play your football, run, do all that stuff. That's what your age is right now. You don't have to worry about, you know, being successful or not. Your parents are there to guide you. You have family. But go on, though. My biggest thing is sometimes, especially for kids my age, you feel like people don't understand you. That's what I don't get. 
Because I was 117 too, but I don't understand why you mean people don't understand you. Well, you're open to a lot of stuff when you come out, and it just depends on the different circumstances you go through. Mm-hmm. When I when I was 16 turning 17, mm-hmm. I had a friend that killed himself. Okay, why? Because he was depressed. His mom kicked him out the house. He was sleeping in the park next to the school, and his only out was football. When he couldn't play football anymore, he killed himself. Because all you can do is think. And when you overthink, the thinking turns into doubt. The doubt turns into depression. The depression takes over your body, and you start thinking stuff that you would never think if you were outside getting active or in a normal situation. Okay, um, tell me, you've heard what he said. Um, what you have to say about, I mean, what you have to say because it's kind of funny to me because, I mean, I, I'm not going to say people don't go through things. People do grow, people go through things, you know what I mean? People think, people do all that. But when I was 17, because uh, first of all, I'd like to let you guys know that I'm originally from West Africa, Nigeria. And uh, I came to this country in 2015. I was about 28, 28 years old when I came in. And growing up in Africa is really tough. We don't have the luxury of sports. We don't have the luxury of getting to play whatever we want to play. We were always home after school. And we don't even... You see your friends playing outside. Like for me, my mom would never allow me to go outside to play. I would be indoors seeing my friends playing outside. And I don't know. Maybe the world has changed. Stuff has changed. I don't know. But tell me, what's your take on what he said? Like he's thinking too much and all that stuff. Well, really, I can relate to okay. what everything is he said. Mm-hmm. Not because I went through depression, mm-hmm. but I've seen people who were depressed. And um, depression doesn't go by age. It doesn't, you know, you can be 60 years old and be depressed, and mm-hmm. you can be 17 mm-hmm. and be depressed. Um, you you said something about not worrying too much yeah. because it's 17. Yeah, he doesn't have to worry. He's... I, I, I would slightly disagree okay. on that position. Okay. So, it's really very tough being a teenager. I know. And when, you know, there are all different forms and levels of depression. Some right. people will get depressed because they're not rich and some people will get depressed even if they are rich, right. you know, sure. but yeah. they still don't uh, get what those average, you know, people, I mean, people that are not very super rich, yeah. they, they don't get what they have and mm-hmm. they still will get depressed with that. Uh, for me, I think the number one thing um, is family. Yeah. You know, I think that um, um, other members of you know the family, other than you, mm-hmm. have to pay close attention. Right. You know, and make sure that you are happy. You know, mm-hmm. it's not. Don't, well, don't get me wrong. I like to ask him though. What is the thing in your family that you're not getting? I need to understand what you mean. Like, I know family is a big his key, but what is the thing in your family that you're not getting? It's not what I'm not getting. Mm-hmm. It's what I haven't got growing up. Well, which is what? Speaking from a Nigerian or African parent perspective, okay, they expect you to be strong. Period. All the time. All the time. No matter what situation you're going through. Mm-hmm. So they're not going to be as worried about you unless you're doing something bad. Okay. That's the only time they actually worry about you. Right. But what they don't know is when I leave this house, mm-hmm. I'm going through life. Life is there now. Mm-hmm. You can go through. You can see somebody get shot. You could, As I said, my friend killed himself. Mm-hmm. As simple as you're failing school, but you don't want to tell them. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. But they're not, they're not going to understand you unless it comes to something that they don't agree on. As an African parent, they don't care about your emotions as a kid. Mm-hmm. All they care about, are you going to school? Are you getting good grades? Mm-hmm. Simple. Now, the other stuff that comes with it, the emotion, the you're 17, you're going through the, your changes, your hormonal state changes, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You're feeling all this pressure on you. You're about to go to college, you know what I'm saying? You don't know what's going on. They're not, they're not, they're not there for that. They're not there for that. Have you tried to talk to your dad about it? Or, you know, or, you know, talk to your dad or your family? Like, I know I'm, you're, we're pretty close, but tell me, like, I understand, but I grew up the same way, though. Well, so... For, um 
Okay, so for me, mm-hmm. um, in my experience, we, my parents had five of us, mm-hmm. and we we grew up together, like literally. Yeah. And every time that you know, it's 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 like an like an organogram. Mm-hmm. Every time we can talk to our parents about something, then I, I talk to my elder ones. Right. You know, every time I can talk to my elder ones, I talk to my twin brother. Okay. And. All of a sudden, you start thinking. You know, you start realizing that the more you talk about these things, the more you you better face those challenges. Right. You understand? Yeah. I will agree with him. Like mm. your parents will not understand what you are going through. I'm hundred percent because sometimes when you say things and you don't, you know, when you say things, they, they ask you questions and they'll be like, um, "Are you starving?" You say, "No." Do we give you everything you want? You say no. Um, then you're getting good grades. You say yes. I'm sorry. Do we give everything you want? You say yes. Mm-hmm. You're having good grades. You say yes. And the next thing is, what the hell is your problem? And they don't even take you seriously afterwards. But, you know, if you're trying to say, oh, you know what? Uh, I'm depressed. I mean, a lot of us don't even know what depression is. Yeah. Like, I'm oh, actually <laughs> depressed about. So, so it, it, just, it just said it. Depression. Pressure of what? Pressure from everywhere. Okay, I understand. Pressure from your parents. Pressure, pr- pressure from 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 uh, even your friends. Life. L- exactly. Life itself is pressure. Listen, <laughs> listen. Let me tell you, man. Let me. I understand what you're going through, man. Life is a, is pressure, but mm-hmm. now, honestly, you still live under your parents' roof. Your bills have been paid for. They're sending you to school supporting your football career you know and your basketball career your track career whatever comes out of your sporting life right growing up my mom uh because i lost my dad when i was like six years old i didn't have the luxury of have talking to my father about some things and i did not i don't i don't have i didn't have the luxury of having a brother i was the only i'm the only son and i have two sisters so in my own case, whatever I was going through, if I was going through shit, I don't even know. I can't even... I just block my mind over it. But now at this age, you're, you're, being, you're, you're being taken care of. I feel you want the latest Jordans. Your, your mom buys it for you. you. Because you're doing good in school. You want a beat speaker. Your mom buys it for you. You want this. They get it for you. I feel you should just recognize at this point that you cannot help yourself. You are under the control of your parents and your guiding. That's like your main focus right now. A time will come when you, starting from when you get to college, you will have a freedom of living your life the way you want to live it. Then you will understand what being an adult is. Right now, you should not be worried about if you're going to do good or you're not going to do good. Just keep going where you're going. Be serious in everything you're doing. And again, we Africans, we don't believe in Calling love. I love you, baby. What is going wrong with you? We are not white people. Like, excuse me. We are not Americans. That's a culture. That's a lifestyle. We have a whole different lifestyle when you have African parents. But the moment you recognize that this is how it is, you have a friend you can talk about or you talk to me about it. You know, like when you were having issues with your dad. I told you, dude, I get where you're coming from, but you need your dad in your life. You need to talk to your dad. You need to be friends with your dad because he needs it too. A time will come, he will not be there no more. So, now make me understand what you mean by the pressure, life pressure. Is it girls? Is it friendship? Is it uh, like your friends doing some kind of stuff and you can't do it? Or I understand you losing your best friend to depression. I mean, to depression. That takes a whole different toll on you. You know, if you have like, you have like a brother, you know, who lives with you is, is fair. You can talk to him, you know. Men can relate. So, so let me understand what you mean by life pressure. I want to, it's, it's not enough for me to tell me life pressure, okay? Your friend died from depression because, one, his mom threw him out. Two, football was his getaway and he lost the ability to play football. Now we understand what the problem is, okay? Now, what is your own problem? What is what is that thing? Is he a girl? Is he uh, your grades? Is he you don't like school? 
Is it your music? What is that thing that is making you feel shit? I'm just stuck. You know what I'm saying? What is that thing? It's a lot. Mm-hmm. And it goes it goes deeper. It goes deeper since when I was a kid. Okay. And I constantly tell I tell my parents, you guys made me this way. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Now as a kid, there's some stuff that you don't want to see. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I've seen those stuff. You, you want to give us one or two examples? Um for instance, for instance, um, my father lied on me. You know what I mean? How how did your dad lie on you? Um, he changed my image. He changed my image to a lot of um, to a lot of the African, you know, community. Okay. To like, I'm a killer. You a killer? Mm-hmm. How? Uh, do you understand what you just said? Like your like dad I hurt people. Oh wow! Okay. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And as as somebody like you know what I'm saying, I'm already going through a lot. It it, it kind of messes messes with you a lot. You know what I'm saying? I don't go to African parties no more because when I did used to go, mm-hmm. people used to look at me strange, and I used to feel like I used to feel trapped. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I didn't feel comfortable like I, how I used to. I didn't feel comfortable anymore. Okay. How I used to, and it it just it hurts. You know what I'm saying? It hurts when this is somebody. This is somebody you want to look up to. You okay. know what I mean? And as growing up as a kid, I didn't look up to my dad. You didn't look up to your dad. That's deep, dog. I didn't look up to my dad. How, I, why? I, I why? Why? I still don't rely on him to this very day. I never will. So is it that he has disappointed you in so many, so many, so many occasions? Definitely. First of all, let's start off by he wasn't there for my birth. He wasn't there for me being born. That's first. Let's just start off there. Mm-hmm. Second of all... You were born in Nigeria, though. How do you know yeah, that? Of course. Huh? How do you know that he wasn't there? Okay, where was he? Was he on a business trip or something? She didn't want to tell me that part. Yeah, I, f- I think your dad was on a business trip. Because your dad was always in Lagos, Nigeria at the mm-hmm. time, yeah. But moving on from uh-huh. that, like, I didn't really care about that because I didn't have nothing to do with it. Right. But moving on from that, like, there's stuff that you see, you see, like, you want to see a man do. You know what I mean? Right. And for a man, like, ah. Uh, it's hard because I don't really want to get deep into this. You no, know just what I mean? let it out because the more the, 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 if you let it out, I feel the more you, you make us understand what you're going through and we can actually... Tell me, you understand what I'm saying? Well, uh, I, I don't want it to be pressured. Yeah. If you feel uncomfortable or, you know, if you are emotional about yeah. it, cool you, can, emotional, it's, you can stop at any time. Right. You know? So, but... Uh, <laughs> You know, just uh, keep going. Go on with what you're saying. Yeah, go ahead, man. I feel like... Yeah. I feel like as a as a father, right. you're supposed to be a role model to your son. True. Your son should want to look up to you. Now, growing up as a kid, growing up in America, uh-huh. when we first came to Mount Bello, you know what I'm saying? Mount Bello Ring Valley, I was exposed to a lot. I never knew anything about gangs, you know what I'm saying? Never seen, a, never seen, touched a gun, marijuana, mm-hmm. none of that, you know what I'm saying? Right. But when I came out here, mm-hmm. everything changed. Like what? Everything changed. The dudes I grew up playing football with, mm-hmm. they're in jail now. You know what I'm saying? Right. For murder, killing their own friends, you know what I mean? Right. Like I have a neighbor, he just got arrested for killing this dude at the park up the street. And these are dudes you growing up with. Now, how am I supposed to tell my parents, you know what I'm saying? Right. That don't even listen to my emotional part. Oh, I have a friend that just killed himself. Mm-hmm. And I have another friend that's killing people. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it's like, I chose sports. So, so in, in between that, you're not comfortable telling your parents that. Because, you know, there's this popular... Uh, proverb in Africa that says show me oh it's not even in Africa mm-hmm. but it's show me your friend okay. and I'll tell you who you are okay. so the moment you start telling your parents about a friend who killed himself and a friend who killed other people mm-hmm. then they start worrying about you right not worrying because uh, they don't want you to go kill somebody else right. but because they're worried because they start thinking you're uh, a bad guy when I first told my mom I was feeling depressed she took my phone and took the car. 
That was the first the, time. The, oh, the one that just happened recently? No, no, no. That was the first time I ever told her. Like, no, this the, the other one was about the girl. Mm-hmm. When I first told my mom I was feeling depressed, mm-hmm. she took my phone and took my car. And that's even going to make you more depressed. That made me just feel like, okay, I just... Wait, are you telling me you didn't do anything? You just told your mom? Yeah. I, I'm, I'm I just told her. I told her. She can't... I, I told her. We didn't say anything. I said, like... Because she was just telling me, like, exactly what he said. Mm-hmm. Are you eating... Are you like, you know what I'm saying? Are you going to school? Are we buying you this? I'm like, yeah, but like, that's not, that's not what I came, I came here for you to understand where I'm coming from. Right. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So when I realized she's not understanding me, I said, it's okay. Let's just forget this conversation. Mm-hmm. I went to my room, hopped on the game. She came to my room about five minutes later right. and said, give me your phone. What are you depressed for? And then closed my door. That's what I'm saying. They don't understand the concept of... You being depressed now, as me opening up because that was hard for me to tell you, even because I'm like, I don't know, like, I don't like to talk about my emotions, I don't like to talk about my feelings, right? So, and me telling you that, and you're doing all this, I'm expecting you to talk to me, mm-hmm. try to understand where I'm coming from. That just that just showed me I can't talk to you now. As a kid, if you can't talk to if you can't talk to your parents, who do you want to talk to? You know what I mean, right? I mean, I'm lucky I have you. Mm-hmm. But think about somebody else other than me that don't have don't have a close family member they're close to. What are they gonna do? Okay, go ahead. So you told you um, so you told you moved to Mambello and what happened? And you started seeing all these things and you told you know you started getting so so how did that lead to your depression? Like all your friends being gone to the uh, going to jail. Mm-hmm. So that that made you feel like it changed it changed my whole aspect of life. Mm. Like you can really die like this. Right, that's that's the truth. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm a kid. Like this is not this is stuff this is stuff you you come to as you get older. Mm-hmm. You see your friends backstab you over a girl. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And this is all different stuff coming your way. Coming your way. I've had people talk down on me because I'm messing with a girl that didn't like them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's that just changed your ass. People people I went at the corner store for. When, when when his like when your parents kicked you out, I had your back. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Even though I got in trouble for it. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I just changed your aspect. Like now, who do you really trust? What's the whole point of all this? You know what I'm saying? What's the whole point? And then I'm playing football, mm-hmm. and I'm one of the top players in Colorado. But why? Do Sorry I, why to do cut you short. Emmanuel is the third best football player in Colorado, and so just to let you guys know. Go ahead. I'm playing football. Mm-hmm. I have. Like, I'm playing football, I have good grades. I have a 4.3 GPA. You know what I mean? I have a 4.3 GPA. I'm taking two college classes right now. Define the fact I hate school, but I still got to do what I got to do to get done. You know what I mean? But I'm one of the best players in Colorado, in my honest opinion. And all these other dudes I grew up with that I'm way better than are getting scholarship offers right now. Why am I not? That makes you think, like, this life is... It's fucked up in, in certain ways. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It messes with you. It, it tries to hit you with curves. Yeah. So now you start thinking, if this dude can get an offer and I'm not getting an offer, do I suck? You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. And then that starts going through your head. But you know you're good. Right. But your mind is playing with you saying, oh, no, you might not be as good as you think you are. But I know I do this. I know I work for this. Mm-hmm. So how come he's getting all these offers and I'm still here? Because he goes to a predominantly white school, Cherry Creek. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And they, you know, it's not always about who you know. I mean, it's not always about what you know, it's about who you know. Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm Mambello. Mambello's been slept on for years. The last person that went to D1 of Mambello has been to 2003. And I'm trying to change the culture. The only kid from Africa. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. Only kid from Africa. The Nigerian boy. What are you going to do? Well, you know, you know, thank you for, you know, sharing your thoughts. And, um, you know, this is kind of uh, a very, very deep conversation. Ladies and gentlemen, I have a... Another of my friend, his name is Chukuri. He just joined us. Uh, Chukuri, want to say hi to the team? Hi, everyone. Thank you so much. So let's head back to the conversation. I mean, you know, like I, I get where you're coming from, right? And um, I know what you're going through. You know, um, I know you're you're very like very very good at football, and things might not be going the way you planned it. That's life. That's that's life in general. So it's not you, it's just life playing this game. You might not get it, the scholarship now, but to, you have tomorrow. Tomorrow you might get a scholarship from one of the biggest schools. 
So don't worry about just keep doing what you're doing. Keep playing your football. Keep getting your good grades. Everything will come to you in due time. Nothing. Let me tell you, man. Do not worry that you're not getting a scholarship because it's going to come. You're going to play in a D1 and that is going to happen. So don't worry about that. Just all I, don't, all I want from you is not to stop the energy you're putting out. You're putting out hard work. You're putting out consistency. You're putting out you know, strength and all that stuff. Keep doing it. It's going to come to you. Like for me, I can give you myself. This is not where I, I want to be, but I feel it's going to come. You know, I feel it's going to come, you know. I'm not worried about it. I know it's going to come. You know, I'm not going to kill myself. I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing and I'm going to get there. So now let's talk about your depression, right? So, in honesty, what I feel I sh- I'm going to tell you as your brother is, you should not, I know you're going through a lot maybe from your surrounding, but it's just a phase. And that is why a lot of kids your age, especially in America, Go through drugs at your age, go through gang, go, excuse me, go through gang violence and all that stuff. But you should count yourself lucky that you have African parents. I'm not saying other culture they're not doing great, but the thing is, we try to mold you in a sense where you know you should be able to, you know, be what you want to be. We try to mold you in a place where you can, you can be strong, you can be a man. It's so unfortunate that we put you through that test of being a man at a very, very young age. I went through it. At 17, I was probably like you. But I wasn't worried about I just go to school, come back, do my regular stuff. You know, that's the difference between African here. We don't go through all this life pressure at this age because at this time, our parents are the ones taking care of us. But once you get out there, uh, to me, uh, you know, I, I need to let me know if I'm making sense. I'm just saying, I'm just talking rubbish. Yeah, making absolute sense, but um, to me, right now, we identified um, a very serious challenge, Mm -hmm. which um, I wouldn't take lightly. This is something that has um, really killed people. Yeah. I mean, and... A young boy of 17 mm-hmm. going through life mm-hmm. you know that's that's i mean he's been strong i'm gonna really commend him for everything you know yeah. for the positive sides yeah he's really been strong you know he's still here very intelligent he keeps going yeah but i would worry about what's next mm. i would worry about how to come off the depression mm-hmm. i would worry about how to psychologically you know reassure you know um how he can psychologically assure himself that tomorrow is going to be better than it is right now right. you understand what i'm trying yeah. to say so i mean identifying the problem is not one thing yeah. fixing the problem is another thing yeah. so right now to me we have identified the problem I tell you what, there's no way we can actually, uh, there's no way we can know his problem more than him himself. Exactly. And trust me, he's only saying like 10% of what he's going through right now. Mm-hmm. There are some things that he can't even say. Mm-hmm. There's some things that he can, you know, that so there's some deep things that are going through his mind right now. But it's like, okay, I would just rather keep quiet about it or he doesn't he even know think. how. Keep quiet, say it out. Some, it sometimes, out. sometimes he wants to say it. But sometimes it doesn't even know how to say it. I'm just saying, I'm not, right. I'm not, I'm not, this is, I'm not overgeneralizing right now. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that is the case, but I'm just saying that I'm just putting it out there. Like there's so many things that is not, this is, to me, I consider all of this 10% of whatever is going on in his life right now. Right. And if I'm to provide a solution or if we are to brainstorm on how to go forward, yeah. I mean, I would want us to be 10 steps ahead yeah. instead of just, you know, scraping the surface right now. Yeah. Do you understand what I'm yeah. trying to say? I'm trying to so, I mean, that is really what I want us to talk about. Because, I mean, we, we cannot um, deny the fact that there, is a, 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 there are challenges right now mm-hmm. based on many things you just talked about. How we got there is not what... You know, we should talk about how we, how we got there, yeah. which is very good because, I mean, if 
um, younger people are listening to this podcast, mm-hmm. I mean, they know that um, um, these things are really, you know, real. really real. Yeah, That's yeah, one. Yeah. And number two, for older people that have kids, they I mean, I have, I have a baby daughter, yeah. like, you know. They and gotta pay attention. Yeah, they have to pay attention to these things. Yeah. So that way, these kind of things... This shit doesn't happen to, to, to their kids, yeah. you know? Yeah. So that's why we really need to talk about where all of this came from. Mm-hmm. And most importantly, we need to address, you know, yeah. address the situation mm-hmm. 10 steps ahead so that way it doesn't get to where, you know, it doesn't get worse. Okay. Yeah, so, so that's my take. So tell us how this, you, you, you were trying to tell us how this whole thing started like, you know, from you being a kid, like you got exposed to a couple of things. So, what exactly per se? Just you don't have to tell me all, but just give me like one or two where you know this came from. Like how did? Well, let me first of all ask you, and so all this can know. How was the relationship between your, let's say, let me say your family? Uh, let me start with your sister. From a scale of one to ten, uh, one being the lowest, ten being the highest. What is your relationship with your sister? Ten. Ten. Okay, that's cool. So for your mom, from a scale of one to ten, I mean, like, what's your relationship? Do you relate well with your mom? Do you guys talk? From a scale of one to ten. Six. Six. Your dad. Three. Wow. Okay. No. You see where the problem is coming. Yeah, from? yeah. So, so, so when I was saying the other time, mm-hmm. like a lot, a lot of these problems comes from the background. Okay. So if, if African parents don't show emotions, is that what you're trying to say? A lot of, a lot of them. I mean, including my parents. I mean, it's not. It's how we were trained. Mm-hmm. So, to me, it's you, you. If you are in Africa, mm-hmm. you can treat your, your your kids like they are in Africa. Mm. But if you are here in America, you need to treat your kids like you are yeah. in America. Mm. So you can't confuse them. You can't, you know. So okay. So when we when when we were growing up, mm-hmm. you know, our parents can have um, these misunderstandings and still be in the same house. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's totally cool and yeah. fine. Yeah. But if you in America, if your parents are going through some kind of you know fight. fight they don't stay in the same house. And the reason is because they don't want to confuse the kids. If we're getting a divorce, they can't, they, we can't be in the same house. Yeah. But in Africa, they still, they will be in the same house and it's totally fine. Yeah, you know, that's a, that's a deep point because I remember, what I even remember about my father and my mom, my, you know, I, my first and my mom is around. But my dad then is, my mom and my dad used to fight a lot. Argue a lot, boom, boom, boom. But you still see, normal which Africa. is normal in Africa. We still see them, and yes, it's normal. But so, how did that kind of situation affect you? That same situation happened to me, actually. But I was in America. Okay. I was, I was about, I don't know, but I remember there was this dude named named Abede or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I knew. I remember. I remember like bits and pieces. You okay. know what I'm saying? And I remember for some reason he was like. He was like, he was like your dad. He was like evil. Mm. Your dad? Oh, no. This guy. You know what I'm saying? This guy, but I don't know. Like, we first started off friends. You know what I mean? Like the family, but I don't know. Like, he introduced my dad and like stuff like, you know, casinos and stuff. You know what I mean? Mm, Like gambling? Yeah. And then I remember as a kid, my mom and dad would fight too. Mm. We used to, we lived in apartments at this time. Mm-hmm. We were in apartments. It was bad, man. Mm-hmm. It was bad. I'm talking about robbery every day. You know what I'm saying? You couldn't go to the swimming pool without hearing gunshots. Mm. You know what I mean? It was bad. I was scared. And then coming home, thinking you have a safe spot. You know what I mean? And they're fighting. They're arguing. And there was this one time they got in a really bad fight. You know what I mean? And like, you know, boom, boom. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And... All I can do at that point was go to my room and what? Pray with my sister. That's all she told me to do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So we prayed. And, man, it's years now. That's when I, That was the first glimpse for me. Okay. That was the first. Like, I had flashbacks of when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But that was, like, the first glimpse for me. Like, now, like, you know, my emotions are changing. You know what I mean? So when I grew up, got a little bigger, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Got a little stronger. 
And the same thing, because when I was little, I couldn't do nothing. Right. The same thing would keep happening. It's been happening for a long time now. You right. know what I mean? But when I grew up, I can do something about it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I can do something. So when I when I'm you waking up at four o'clock in the morning, hear your parents arguing, you coming home like you coming out your room like, oh, you gonna die? Like you know what I'm saying? You see one person stand in front of the other like you like what's going on? You mm-hmm. open the door and that was the first time I ever got in an argument with my dad. Okay. Like you know you sound like a bitch. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You don't argue with no female. What are you getting out of that? You know what I'm saying? What are you getting out of that? That's just like that's like. That's like arguing to glass. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. You don't. You're not gonna get the same. That's a woman. You know they gonna react different ways. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Regardless of who who talking to them. So I'm like, dude, just sit down, and chill out, sit back. You know what I'm saying? Sit down, sit back. And this it just got worse. It just got worse and worse. And I'm growing up. And then when it really got bad, it's like I used to be able to talk to my sister. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I used to talk to my sister about my problems and like I'd be able to calm down, calm down. You know? Cause like I have anger issues. Like I had anger issues. You know what I mean? So I was able to calm down. But when my sister go to went to college, it changed. Cause I'm in the house with myself now. Okay, now you don't have that sister partner you can talk to. Exactly. So mm-hmm. I'm in the house by myself. Right. And it's like this stuff is still happening. Mm-hmm. So my sister will usually tell me stuff I can do to handle this. But now myself, I'm handling the way I think I should be handled. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So I'm. Angry, I'm screaming too. Like, you know what I mean? Like, stop. Like, you know, this is not this is not it. And that's now that translates to school. I'm going to school. I'm like, man, like, you know, people are talking to me. I don't care. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to flip out. Like, you know, I'm I'm wearing headphones in, like, they talking to me, talking to me. I'm like, and I flip out. Shut up! I don't care. You know, I hate all of you. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. that's this anger that's building up. Right, right, right. And you got to get it out. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to get it out. And usually my, my my resolve to that was fighting. I used to fight at lunch. Like, mm-hmm. we used to catch the gloves. When we didn't have gloves, we used to just fight. Fist fight? You know what I mean? But, like, I'm like, nah. Like, And then I started playing football, so that really helped me even more. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Because it's like, nah, I can hit people without getting in trouble. Yeah. You know what I mean? So True. it's like, it's just hard. It's just hard, and you want to do better. At the same time, like even though, even though I've had all these problems, you still want to take care of your family, though. You yeah, know what I mean? Really. You still want to take care of your family, so it's like. Wait, wait, wait. What do you mean, take care of your family? Like when they like make sure everybody eats. You know what I mean? Like they, they're still taking. My mom still take care of me. Right. I want to make sure one day when I grow up, my mom, my mom's retired. She lives in an amazing home. How about your dad? My dad. I'm. I'm gonna take care of him. Okay. You know what I mean? I'm gonna take it. It, it took me. It took me a while. Like till we had that talk. Mm-hmm. It took me a what while. Talk? What talk? What talk did we have? The talk in the car. You was just like, you were telling me about how you didn't grow up and like you you didn't have your dad growing up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's like, man, like it's like I can't even talk to my dad for three seconds without him falling asleep. You know what I mean? But it's like at the same time I still try to cut him some leeway mm-hmm. because I know he's old and I know there's certain stuff when you get in a certain age you're not gonna change about yourself. Exactly. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like I still try to cut him some leeways to the point like I don't know how long you're gonna be here. Okay. So I know we don't have the father son relationship, yeah. but let's have a relationship. You know what I mean? That's dope. So Tommy, um, so how do we address all this like from your own perspective? What do you think he should do? You know, he's kind of let us know where all this came from like where all this you know his you know his, his depression I, I feel for me you know being the only son is hard sometimes i used to crave me having a brother or me having a father i mean you know if i had a brother like a I prefer like an older brother, right? If I had like an older brother and, you know, I'm going through things. I just want to talk to my brother. Hey, man, this was going on, man. I'm just tired of this shit. And my older brother tell me, you don't have to. Just like in the movies, you know, nigga, uh, dude goes to jail and we wouldn't want his brother to, you know, mess up. And, you know, that kind of feeling, you know. So how do you address Emmanuel moving forward? Like, he loves like, I, you know, I've told him my own palace. Listen, man. Whenever you feel down, call me. Come hang out with me. Come use the pool. Come use the gym. You know, just come watch TV at my house. I might not be home, but I'll give you my keys. You know, you know, bro, don't bring a girl in, though. Don't bring no girl, but, you know, but just come feel free if you want to get away from that pressure, you know? So, so what do you have to say to Emmanuel? Well, first of all, mm-hmm. um, number one thing is he has to understand the culture back home. Mm. You have to understand that 
the, the fact that you don't have this relationship with your son doesn't mean that um, your dad isn't proud of you mm-hmm. or doesn't mean that your dad doesn't love you. Right. The only difference is that you don't... I mean, the way um, the Western world sees love isn't the way they uh-huh. see it back at home. Yeah, I mean, the first time I met your dad, he was telling me everything about you, yourself, and he's, you know, showing me pictures and everything. And he was telling me how proud he is, you know, to have you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's how, he, you know, that's how he gloves. Like, yeah, but he would, he, he would not show you. Yeah. You know, it, I mean, he was showing me pictures. There were, there were, like, I don't know whose graduation it was, but uh, you guys were like... Um, it was on dark shades then you guys i think you were on suit and like uh, you know maybe it was your sister's graduation i'm just trying to tell you that you know i'm not lying Mm -hmm. you know it was talking so many good things about you and i mean you could tell that oh no this this dad is proud about about this song yeah so i mean you need to understand that if it even if it doesn't tell you that um hey um, son i love you Mm -hmm. it's just that African, African way thing, of yeah. loving people. But what about the, the so yeah, go ahead. So you know, so that's why number one thing is you. That's why I said you need to understand the culture. You need to understand um, that it's not going to change right now because he's an he's an old man. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's you know you can you can you can't change him and he can't change right. himself right now. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's one. Number two thing. I mean, for you, is that. You need to um, start talking about emo. I mean, but be careful who you, you know, talk about your emotions to, because some people will take advantage of it. I mean, and some people will actually guide you through. Like, you know, like uh, for example, whatever he told you, Charles told you, is legit. Like, you, you know, if you feel upset, or if you feel angry, or if you, you know, just if you're thinking and you, you, you can't process a lot of things on your mind just come hang out you know come to the gym walk out till you fall asleep you know do something you know so that's number two thing that you should um, talk about and the third thing is for you to be always positive i mean there was a time i was almost feeling depressed too but i was always positive i mean i would make up imaginary things and be positive about it for example it can be it can be as crazy as, um, you know, it's can, it can be as crazy as me challenging myself. Oh, yeah, I can do, okay, what about if I do 100 push-ups? I mean, I know I can do it, but I, I'm just positive about it. Sometimes it can be as crazy as me saying, oh, you know what? I like this girl, but I think I can't get her. Like, she's, she's like way, way, way out of my league. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, you know what? Let me see if I can eat it. Yeah, exactly. Do you understand what I'm trying to yeah. say? And if I do, I mean, I keep processing these positive things in my mind instead of the negative things. Yeah. So if you keep, uh, anytime you're thinking about the negative things, just, you know, try to get it out of your mind on time. You yeah. know, it's very difficult to do. But it's, you know, just take baby steps. You know, keep thinking about the positive things. Me, you know, you know you see yourself, I mean, keep thinking about the future. See yourself being the president of the United States of America. Yes. See yourself being a senator. See yourself being, you know, number one. I mean, I mean, w- w- there are some good, really good things in all of these things we've just yeah, talked right. about. Right. Like you are like top one to three in yeah, the whole of like Colorado. You know, yeah. and I'm telling you, bro. A lot of people are looking up to you right now. Yes. A lot of dudes, a lot of kids out there are like, hey, I just want to be like you. You know? So, I mean, you need to give yourself, um, um, see yourself as a god, like a small god now with a small letter G. See yourself as that person. I mean, I'm not saying you should be proud, but yeah. in, in, an, in, in a very humble way. Yeah. I mean, see yourself as, I mean, count your blessings. Exactly. You know, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying that you should um, say. Yeah. You know, (laughs) there's something you said, Tommy. You, Mm -hmm. you, you, you have really given us deep wisdom. Sometimes, like me, whenever I feel depressed, I feel. First of all, I don't allow myself feel depressed. Whenever I feel down or I feel tired or I feel like stuff not going well, you know where I do? I go to the gym. I go there every single day because. Depression is like a, like space. 
like hey bro the gym is closed ah <laughs> uh, for now no so, you can't so i run you know <laughs> the depression is like air it's like empty space you know what i'm saying it's like when that feeling hits you it's a feeling you understand but you have to fill it up with something different if you for example if you're feeling depressed about being alone you have to leave wherever you are and go outside where you will see people where you can just take a walk listen to your music so it's not just about seeing people it's about seeing the right people the, no like just like even you going outside seeing people outside the sun touches your body research has even shown the sun that's why you see Colorado is hard for you to, I mean, people get depressed, but when you're outside, it's a different feeling. You don't think about it. You don't think about anything, but when you give you, put yourself in an enclosed space, that's a depression, it's like a space. Don't feed the space, leave the space. So, for me, I try to run away. I try to go to the gym, I try to run, I try to listen to music, just go out, I feel better, and I come back, I fall asleep. Tomorrow is a new day, better day. And another thing, like he said, I, I want to pick up on, which is very, very... I mean, I've, people don't understand the, the meaning of count your blessings. Yo, you are the third best player in Colorado. You got a ring. I don't have that. You have a family. Even you have a mom, you have a dad. Even though they're, you know, couples go through it, they fight, they do all that stuff, they're still together. I don't have a dad. My mom is way in Africa. I don't have a dad I can call tomorrow and say, what's up, dude? Or, dad, see this girl I'm talking to. I'm like, I think I want to marry. I don't have that luxury. You know? I don't, my, uh, you have a sister. You guys talk. You know, you guys are close. I'm not saying my sister, I and my sisters, we're not close. But they are far. My sister lives in Atlanta. And the other one is in Africa. I don't have that. You see? So, sometimes, count what you have. And that will help you understand, I'm not doing bad. Don't put that pressure on yourself. I don't know if I'm making sense. Tell me what you think. Well, yeah, I mean, um, sometimes it's okay to to um, to set some particular targets yeah. for yourself. That's, and that's, when you don't, exactly. yeah, I mean, that's always good, right? Yeah. Like you kind of just set something for yourself, for yourself right? Yeah. And when you don't meet up to that that expectation, that target, yeah. I mean, you said it for yourself, right? Mm-hmm. But when you don't meet or you're not you know meeting that challenge or the expectation then you start feeling the pressure right. i mean that's how i feel i start feeling the pressure yeah but the only thing is don't let it get to you too much mm-hmm. give yourself excuses be like <laughs> if you, if you want to be number one and you're number two i mean it's okay. go back and say hey at least i'm number two exactly <laughs> you understand yeah. don't let it get to you too much and that's the only way you start beating yourself up I mean, some people are wired that way. Some people are perfectionists. Yeah. They are wired yeah, that way. Yeah. If they don't get to the top, they're never satisfied. Yeah, exactly. Some people are just wired that way, yeah. you know? Which can be a good thing and can also be a bad thing. It's a good thing because you would always meet up to, to you know, you always you know, be 100% on your goals. Yeah. You know, you always be on top of everything. Mm-hmm. But the, 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 bad, the down part is that you can actually be depressed if you don't get to wherever you want to go to. Mm. Like you were just saying something about scholarship, right? I'm, I'm very sure that you want, you really want that scholarship so bad. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you ask yourself, hey, what if I, you know, what if I'm number one? Will I get the scholarship? Yeah. And then you look back and you see number five, you're at number three, right? You see number five getting that scholarship. And you're seeing white dudes, you know, getting, getting scholarships. And you're like, what am I doing wrong? Mm-hmm. You know? So that's part of what I'm saying. Like, just always um, imagine, always be positive. Mm-hmm. And whatever isn't coming your way, that's how I feel. Like, whatever isn't coming your way isn't the right time. Exactly. If, if, it, if it's in your way, then it's the right time. If yeah. it's not in your way, if you're trying to get that scholarship so bad and you don't get it, it's not the right time. It doesn't mean that it's it not, it, it wouldn't come. Yeah, it will come. So it, it will come. I mean, just, I mean, it, this is self-motivation right now. Exactly. I mean, if you, you can, there's a limit to how anybody can motivate you, but self-motivation is the key. Like if you just keep encouraging yourself, keep your, put, uh, surround yourself with the right people, um, you know, um, I know it's hard, yeah. especially you know with other kids out there, the yeah. gang, the gangster uh, members, yeah, all, kind of uh, all all this stupid stuff. But you know, the bottom line is that surround yourself. You know, hey, there, there's so much evil out there. Yeah. But you can 
you decide you can decide to be with the good guys, guys and forget about the bad guys yeah. and you can also decide to be with the bad guys and forget about the good guys the only thing is when you're with the bad guys then you're a bad person mm -hmm. you know so but um i also understand you know, that mm -hmm. you know it's okay sometimes it's you don't um have a choice but to be with the bad guys yeah. i mean some of those bad yeah, guys are hard there growing up at his age too mm -hmm. i always wanted to be around a clique of people like it was like i, I belong to something you know like then i used to play soccer i had the soccer team whenever i'm out there i feel happy you know like just like football for you or my friend like i see all these older dudes come around i would just go around there and just see them and listen just let me be around something but that's why i brought you out when you told me yesterday hey uh, bro charles i'm gonna come to you i said yeah come you know and let's talk let's i told you about the podcast let's just talk let me hear what your thought is you know so uh like for the football thing right we used i used to joke a lot when you know it's not a joke but i i you know, i sound i used to sound like a joke but to me i'm just calling you know our expectation into reality like what i mean so i'll tell him dude when you get to nba you're not going to do this i mean when you get to the nfl you're not going to do this you're not going to do this you're not going to do this i'll be your manager i'll make sure you don't do something stupid and funny enough this dude knows how to sing i don't know how to sing i wish i know how to sing no not sing but, but i beg your pardon he knows how to rap on beat like kills beat but you know like he, he would tell me look dude i'm tired of school i don't want to go to school no more I'm like hey man you see, you don't want to be like out there struggling. McMill made it on the streets. Uh, Lil Baby made it on the streets. It doesn't mean you're going to make it. You might have the talent. But what education does for you is education takes you to the door. Education can help you fund your talent. Be careful what you say. You know? Yeah. Be careful what you say. Sometimes... You know. I, I feel to me I might be wrong or people listen out there but I feel people say you don't have to go to school to be successful I'm telling you you need education to be successful like, it's, it's not a key to be successful but it teaches you to make some right decisions okay so um, see um, I just want to be realistic right mm -hmm. here you know that's why I said, like, we should be careful what we say to these kids. Yeah. If we say, oh, education is the gateway to success. It's, it's not, I'm not saying it's I mean, I'm just saying, like, ed it takes you no, to yeah. Gate. Like, education takes you to the gate, education does the blah, 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 everything, you know. And you have something to fall back on in case that thing doesn't work for you. Like, you see, that's the no, problem. No, no, I'm just trying to yeah. make a point right here. No, go ahead, make your point. This isn't, it's not the first time, it's not going to be the last time, it's mm -hmm. not going to be the first time that people that are not educated uh -huh. made it in life. Exactly. So, if they are saying that this guy did not go to school and he made it, this guy did not go to school and he made it, do you understand what I'm trying to yeah. say? I mean, there's a different, Michael Jackson did not go to school. Yeah. I mean, he was educated because he was yeah, taught in um, homeschooled, mm -hmm. but he did not really go to school because he started singing when he was five. five. Like, yeah. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Yeah. And to me, he's the greatest pop musician ever. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. my point is that, look, we need to be careful of what we tell them. We can't, if we tell them, hey, education is going to take you to the door, and someone else is telling me, hey, who you know is going to take you to the door, not education. The only practical thing is, the only practical thing is what they see. Mm -hmm. If they see that who you know will take you to the door, they then they want to know more people yeah. instead of going to school. So I think, hmm. you know, we should really I'm, be I'm, careful I'm, how we say it and tell them education is good. I mean, I would tell them that education is good and education will make you relevant. But you just yeah, I would not say that. Oh, education! You if once you are educated, you will be Bill Gates no, no, or no, anything. No, no, that's not okay. Let me see. <laughs> and then on okay. top of that, to okay. add on, uh -huh. you gotta think of it because I know a couple dudes that you know what I'm saying. We right. in class, we learn that Some people just don't have the capability to learn as fast as everybody else. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. True. So if you would, if you would, if you have a friend or any, anybody that's trying as hard as you, and the thing is, the thing is about school is mm -hmm. school, especially school in America, they don't. 
don't they don't really leave leeway. So say say you're a kid trying to do better, right? Mm-hmm. And at home, all you see is bad. Yeah. At home, when you all you see is bad, because uh-huh. I know I have a couple friends that that they come to school to get away, but they go home. Their dad used to be gang a gangbanger, you know what I'm saying? Their mom used to be a prostitute, you know. That's how their dad, their dad and mom met, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So say you're a kid, you're trying to do better, and you go to the school, the school kicks you out. Say you do something dumb, you know what I'm saying? The school kicks you out on your first try, but you're trying though. And this is why this from the jump, I say some people are trying to do better, but they just don't know how. Right. Say the school kicks you out, now what? Now you're on the streets. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Now you're on the streets. What what, what you, education just gave up on you. Basically. Right. You know what I mean? No, you know, what I'm trying to say is, right? What like he said, education is relevant. I know a lot of dudes, like for example, music, for example, that got into Stupid shady contracts. They they were just so desperate. So that's what I'm saying. You like, if you, I always try to tell people. I know, like growing up myself, I didn't like school, but I I had to realize that education is relevant in the sense that, for example, Imo, you go on to school to be um, what do you want to study in school? For example, let me ask you. Just tell me. Like Business. You, okay. So you go to school, you become a a, a certified like you get a bachelor's degree or or in business administration or something like that. Now you have the technical know-how on how to do business. But don't get me wrong, what they teach you in class is totally different from what is outside. But now you have education, you can get a job, right? You can start making money. You can actually now fund your own music. Chance the rapper funded his own music. He's not signed to no label. So education will give you insight on how to become an entrepreneur. You don't need nobody. Anybody who comes to you, I think you got a talent or want to do this, you give them your own terms and conditions. So what I'm saying in essence is just keep doing what you're doing. Don't relent. Don't worry. Just have that positive mindset. Don't be depressed about anything. You are doing good. But if you're ever depressed and you want to talk to me, let me know. And for my listeners, if you're out there and you know you're depressed, try to talk to someone you trust. Let your people know. Let, it might not be your parents. They might not understand. But let somebody know so they can actually guide you. Yeah. You know? Getting help. Getting help. Because educa- that is, I, there was one time I was interacting with a young girl about your age, like 20, like maybe 18, 19. And we were talking, she was like, oh, do you have any cocaine? I was like, why do you need cocaine? She's like, because... I just want to get high. I'm like, you know, every she said everybody in fucking America is depressed. I was like, I'm not depressed. She's like, well, good for you, but I'm depressed, so I need to get high. Then I said to her, you know, I understand you need to get high, but if you get high now, in the next two, three hours, you wake up to your shit. So how does that help you? She's like, I don't care. I just want to get high. And she was seeing that I was trying to question her to get out what, what the problem was. You know, let's talk about it. The healing starts from talking about it. That's where the healing starts. Yeah. Okay? I mean, you, you, you know, so we're, you're we're about to wrap right. up in a minute. Yeah. You're 100% right. Yeah. I mean, depression is, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a day topic already. Like, exactly. It's, it's, it's very wide. Yeah. And maybe one day on this uh, podcast we can yeah. bring uh, like a like professional expert, yeah. and, you know the tell them yeah. Uh, yeah, and tell us how we can overcome depression but yeah. uh, the most important thing is that I mean whenever anybody is depressed then they, they should get help and voice out and let's know yeah. because we can't be losing young people to depression and I feel depression starts like once you hit teenage like, teen, like the teenage age for some reason I don't know why but Anyways, I want to thank you guys for listening to our podcast. And uh, once again, it's Truth with Chido Zay. And I have with me uh, here. Emmanuel. Yeah, Imara, thank you for sharing with us. And we have my boss, the expert. You know, you guys will be hearing him. You will see him around. And we're trying to get a YouTube channel where you can actually go and watch the podcast live. 
if you want to that will be coming up soon and the sound might not be great but you know we this is our first episode and trial but we're trying to get our equipment shipped in real quick so you guys can hear prophecy and if you have any comments or anything you want to let us know you can also reach us uh our phone number is 720-688-9797 and very soon we're gonna have our page where we can put our instagram handle you can follow us uh, you know, if you ever want to get into the program too, you know, we, we don't mind flying you in and you just, you know, come hang out with us. Thank you so much, guys. All right, bye. So my podcast is going to involve us talking about marriage and, um, what do you think the problem of our marriage is? Why are we having so much divorce? Why are people getting tired of each other after saying, oh, I love you, you, I'm gonna be with you forever. What changed? What happened? Growing up, our parents will um, fight. You know, you think the world is gonna come down, but at the end of the day, you see them, they'll be together for 40 years, 45 years, 50 years. And now, if that kind of thing happens, people will be like, ooh, this is unbelievable, you know? So, I would like to hear your thoughts about it, and I'm going to share my thoughts, and I'm, I'm going to deliver it to a couple of my friends, and we'll find out what it is. Thank you.